Phantom House. It's the place for podcasts. Welcome to the living room. Please make yourself at home. This week I chatted with Smiling Beth and it was just wonderful. On this one we talked about doing too much in your life, immigrant parents, and creating mood in your music. Before we jump in though, I would really, really appreciate if y'all would rate slash review us on iTunes. It helps us a lot, does more than you know. So my dudes, please help us overtake the other living room podcasts out there and give us a review. Anyway, Smiling Beth was truly a delight, and you can find that music on Spotify. Just search Smiling Beth. All right, let's jump in, dudes. Cool. Hello?
These on. Huh? <laughs> so we start to have you all introduce yourselves and what you play. Okay, cool. Wait, hold on. Holding on. Hello. Hello. It's me, Karina. Talking into the microphone. As I usually do for this podcast. Oh, good. <laughs> it was the vocal effect was on her voice oh. and it was like... Yeah. <laughs> Hello, it's me, Karina. <laughs> okay. Now, <laughs> cool. can we introduce yourselves? Yes. Uh, hi, I'm Smiling Beth. Hello, I'm Art. <laughs> I'm oh, Art. <laughs> cool. And then you all, you all, all what you play too, what you do and play in the band. Hi, I'm Smiling Beth, <laughs> and I uh, play piano, and I also sing. I'm Art, and I play the trumpet. I'm Taylor, and uh, I just played <laughs> the theremin today. <laughs> okay, so then when did, John, when did you start playing piano, assuming that's your first instrument? Oh, um, Or yes. if it's not, it's not. John is actually my manager, but um, she's not here right now. I'm sorry, smiling bad. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, I started playing when I was uh, seven years old and uh, kind of stopped for a while in middle school and then picked it up again at the end of middle school. And yeah. Was it something that like it was you that wanted to play it or was it something that your parents made you play? Um, I think initially my draw to play piano was that... Um, my dad said he would get me singing lessons, and I thought being a singer would be, like, really glamorous. So I was like, cool, yeah. But then he was like, well, you have to take, like, two years of piano first. And I was like, okay, cool. And then uh, so I took, like, the piano lessons and ended up not never even asking for the singing lessons. Oh, really? Was, yeah. Did it just – pianos clicked for you then? Yeah, it was cool, yeah. yeah. And then my piano teacher moved to Hungary, and then I stopped playing it for a while. Why did they? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a movie. (laughs) And when did you start playing trumpet? Oh, I started uh, back in junior high a long time ago. Um, Yeah, it was my second instrument. And I stopped playing for a good amount of time. And uh, another person that we we work with, uh, I told him I play trumpet. And he asked me to work on his project. And that's actually how her and I got involved. Was was trumpet like a a band like a marching band situation? Yes, it definitely was. <laughs> when when was the like the moment for you when you're like, oh, I can play trumpet in a not marching band context? Actually, it was a uh, sometime after high school. My brother was in a band, and they actually came to me looking for a trumpet player. And I was very resistant about it, but they eventually talked me into it. Why were you resistant to it? Uh, I just didn't think I was ready to play trumpet for a band. Mm. Was it just because you hadn't played in a long time? or was it Yeah, like, yeah. is that. 
But uh, was like, it for Land of, Lil- of Ill Earthquakes? <laughs> yes, it was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, they they're like perfect. Let's go record an album, and we did. <laughs> and so then your friend introduced you and Beth to each other, or how yeah, long- were you looking for a trumpet? No, um, I just thought at 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 some point we decided that we would try adding trumpet mm-hmm. and yeah it it was cool because uh art likes to make it sound uh modulated really, yeah really <laughs> odd and cool and it's awesome because it's like a, an acoustic instrument but like going through all these weird filters and it's cool yeah and then taylor Thurman is a very recent uh, addition <laughs> to this whole project. When? When? Like two days ago? <laughs> uh, well, yesterday we just thought it would be cool if we added uh, a random instrument and it ended up, uh, we borrowed a theremin and then I messed with it and then we decided to try it for like a song or two for Where today. Where did the theremin from? Our friend Ember Knight and his orchestra let us <laughs> borrow it. It's uh, a, another band that I play in. Yeah. Gotcha. I see because when, when when you texted me about yeah. adding the theremin, I was very excited yeah. because theremins sound super cool and also look super cool because mm-hmm. I kind of don't completely understand how they work yeah, I still, but it's fun to have that whole layer of just yeah. like weird microtonal like mm-hmm. things waving around behind everything yeah. else. So yeah, I was very excited and I'm continuing to be excited every time it's <laughs> on. Yeah. Okay, so then, where, when, what started this project specifically, like um, this incarnation of you playing music? I think, uh, hmm, trying to figure out how to not sound dumb when answering this question. I mean, dumb answers are sometimes the truth. <laughs> so yeah, um, I think uh, when I was in high school, I really was into the idea of being a composer like when I was like 14 like I was like a freshman in high school and I was like listening to like a lot of like Philip Glass and like Broken Spindles and like random shit Michael Nyman and I was like this is fucking sick and then I wanted to be a composer and then uh later that kind of evolved to like um wanting to write operas for a while for a while I thought I was gonna be like an opera writer like that was gonna be what I did how old were you when like 15 15 16 yeah and then um actually started one with my friend but we never finished it where is it where's this music (laughs) (laughs) uh I don't know in my mom's house (laughs) and then um and then uh after high school I um didn't really know what to do and was just like floating around and then I decided to uh write a song a week for a year and then I did that for almost a year and then I uh was really scared of sharing my own music so I would like post them anonymously on Tumblr Mm. and then um one day I met Dominic uh my friend and then he I showed him like some of that the stuff I posted and then he was like oh I want to book you for a show and then he booked me for my first show at his house and then yeah and then I started playing more shows and yeah where so that first show was that 
Was that scary, I guess? Because you hadn't performed. Oh, it was terrifying. <laughs> and he had me play last, so luckily everyone was, like, pretty, like, tipsy by then. Mm. I remember doing a share cover and, like, some random guy, like, who was, like, really drunk, like, was, like, dancing in front of me, like, for that whole song and was, like, trying to, like, play, like, a coffee can or something like that. And it was really odd, but, like, a lot of my friends came and it was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess hearing that you wanted to be a composer slash you started making opera when you were so young <laughs> actually checks out a lot, I think, for Smiling Beth as a project, because I think oh, your cool. approach to piano is very orchestral. Oh, thanks. As opposed to like what you might like if if I hadn't heard your music mm -hmm. before and then someone had told me like, oh, they like play piano. I might yeah. have like ex expected some sort of like Sarah Bareilles yeah. or that sort of yeah, like, yeah. songwriting right. yeah so just hearing like how you approach your songwriting is very just like it's very big and there's Aww. usually a lot going on yeah and so I'm wondering like what drew, what drew you to all of that to those types of sounds when you were younger I guess when I was younger because that influences yeah. I think how you make things now yeah definitely I think um well like I said, like I started playing piano when I was very young, so I was uh, being exposed to a lot of just more classical piano, and also I did wasn't allowed to listen to uh, anything but like KUSC and also um, ninety four seven the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and KOSG like when I was growing up, um, so I didn't really get to listen to bands or like get into that, so I never like saw myself in that kind of a environment or anything so that was just the environment of your your household it was just like classical and yeah like yeah I think smooth. like yeah I don't know like both my parents are not originally from America and then like so I think they had like skepticism about like me being influenced to like teenage culture mm -hmm. and like all that stuff so they kind of like just limited uh what I was able to listen to and stuff yeah <laughs> Yeah, so you were listening to all that, and then so that was just like how you've how you've blossomed as an artist, essentially. Yeah. You're like, this is what I do. This is how you make music. Yeah, well, I think I had a piano teacher during uh, when I was like, you know, getting into so, uh, my piano teacher actually in, uh, introduced me to Philip Glass, and I was like, this is awesome because like she would like teach me songs. Um, and then I would like kind of like add my own spin and she's like, oh, you should like kind of make your own songs or whatever. And then she was like, you know, some of your style kind of sounds like this. And then she'd like show me some stuff or like give me some CDs or whatever. And I'd be like, oh, cool. This is awesome. And she was like uh, an old hippie who like lived in Berkeley in the 60s and stuff like that and like would sneak out of like her dorm room to go watch like the Doris and stuff and she was like she wasn't like a structured piano player or anything she was like really like hippy dippy like play what you feel so I actually didn't <laughs> learn like really like classical structured piano so much um but like was able to like play pieces because she like taught me but like not in a structured way I don't know if that makes sense no it makes it does make sense yeah like it sounds like a sort of like by ear approach without it being yeah she, she definitely forced me to learn how to play notes but she yeah. would catch me like playing by ear and just pretending I was reading <laughs> 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 yeah okay and then so you for a while you posted anonymously online mm -hmm. was that just why 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 did you do that because I was so scared but 
you were still had this urge to like put things out there. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to do something for myself um, where because uh, before when I used to create things like I would be like I'd get like too self-critical and then like, you know, like just get rid of it or whatever. But I was like, well, I'm going to post it online and it's just going to live here in like this dark little corner of the Internet where it's there if anyone finds it. But it's not going to be immediately like displayed to like my friends or family or anything. And it just was a free space where I could just, you know, um, stop being afraid to like share things that I made myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What kind of was it? I assume it was different. Like you were making sort of like different music then or maybe yeah. more. What, what was what was the kind of thing that you were putting out? Um, I don't know. One of the songs that I still play today, like, was one of the first songs uh, I ever made. The very first song I made was uh, a love song for Marilyn Manson. (laughs) 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 And then, um, yeah, I don't know. I did, like, some covers and, like, I don't know. I got, like, familiarized with, like, GarageBand and was able to, like, you know, fuck around with things Mm. on that. And that was really cool for, like, exploring different textures and, like, learning some, like, very very basics of uh, recording and stuff recording yourself mm-hmm. yeah cool and then so are you you joined this band what mm-hmm. what did you what who was it that said trumpet like we should add this to was it you or was it beth or what was that conversation because i want to remember i, I could, guess yeah. it must have been her definitely <laughs> well because i guess what i'm wondering is like what do you think you're adding into the whole piece when you when you're well she had just recorded uh her first ep and i i listened to and she she asked me to play a show with her uh, and another drummer another friend of ours and after listening to it i was like oh there's a lot that she does vocally like in terms of layers like harmonies so when she asked me to play trumpet i was like i could probably like add you know extra like octaves to help fill up the sound that she created and so that's why I, re- I ran it through all my pedals that add octaves and There's so many pedals. just modulate it. <laughs> <laughs> I really only need one, but <laughs> it's too hard to separate it from the rest. Yeah, yeah. I think um, sometimes he'll kind of like use trumpet as like the backup vocals that don't exist yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting approach to yeah. that sound. When you uh, so when you write songs, is it primarily you, Beth, and then you yeah. bring them to art, and then art's like, here's this, <laughs> and then how does it go like from there? Like how long are you usually like working on something, and like what's the? I'm sure like every song is different. Yeah. But on average, like what's the sort of process for this? Um. Well, one song in particular, I know like I completely wrote a trumpet solo for art, like, when I was writing the song. Um, And did it stay like that? Yes. Oh, She actually asked me to come up with my own part, and I was like, no, what you did is, like, it's good. I'm going to copy that. Yeah. (laughs) And the thing is, like, I was stupid, and I was just like, oh, like, here's, like, a thing, but, like, you know, do whatever feels better for you, because I don't know how to write for a trumpet. Like, I can't do, I don't know how to do that thing. She just did a mouth trumpet. It's like, pa 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 And it's like, oh, that's really good. Was it, like, a voice message that was sent to you, or? <laughs> no, it, was it was, like, a, a demo or it was, draft. <laughs> it was a draft over, like, a vocal track. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so it changed, so it really is like pretty variable, like for each song. Yeah, well, yeah, some of them, like, Art will have, like, the idea, he'll be like, oh, this, like, vocal thing that you do in this song, like, I'm just gonna do that for, like, the live or whatever, or, like, um, I'm trying to think of what you do for, like, Party All Night Long. Oh, I just play the trumpet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I just do, like, kind of, like, pads that just, help, like, sustain the chord underneath what she's doing mm-hmm. and adding that it's it's almost like i bring like a little horn section to the song mm-hmm. because it's like two trumpet tones at once it's uh, the regular trumpet tone and a lower tone which sounds like a baritone mm-hmm. so it's like a, you have like little marching band behind her it's yeah like, mm-hmm. yeah that's what yeah i like how it sounds like it's multiple trumpets not just one yeah it's super weird <laughs> but good <laughs> yeah um and then taylor so because this, because the theremin aspect of this project is so experimental, still, what are you, what are you doing? That's like, this is how I add sounds to smiling. I honestly death. have no idea. We just thought it'd be funny. <laughs> I know. Or I think fun to try it is today. funny. It is fun, but like, because you're like, uh, before we started, you're like, oh, here's this part where I want you to not play. Yeah, and yeah. Then here's a part mm-hmm. where I do want you to play. Yeah. What is that decision? Um, what is that decision? Um. I guess just I think that the theremin adds a certain ambient or adds a certain uh, is a certain person in the room that you want sometimes. (laughs) And then sometimes it's cool if they step outside for a cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) Are you telling me to go have a cigarette? (laughs) Well, the thing about um, Beth is like every time uh, they play, it's like or she plays, it's like different people or just them mm-hmm. like so it's just like yeah i like to switch up the 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 lineup like sometimes yeah i'll have a drummer and and trumpet sometimes like a different drummer. it's just me by myself yeah or yeah i'll have like a different drummer or um didn't you do something with like a beat machine one time yeah, or something a couple times we like kind of remixed them live sort of like we did like all different like arrangements using like a drum machine and two cents plus the piano. Mm-hmm. So I like, because there's only like, how many friends do I have that come see me? Like, <laughs> pretty much when I play live. And then so I want to keep it uh, fresh yeah. no, <laughs> for them. I don't want them to see the same thing every time like they take the trouble in going to see me play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then from that, since you play so differently across like any time you perform... Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's what becomes the motivation for like the version that is the like recorded version? Because oh, that will be like the version people hear the most. Good question. <laughs> uh, that's a really good question. Um, I think uh, the recorded version is just pretty much everything that I kind of wish I could do live, and because. Live is so different. You just have to get creative with, like, different ways that you are able to present it. And, uh, yeah, I think recording, uh, you're able to, you know, have different things, you know, recorded at different times and everything. And it doesn't have to all happen at once. So I think recording is just, yeah, what I, um, whatever I can pull off. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, yeah, it's just, like. Sort of the idealized version of yeah. the sound you're trying to get but to. But also, yeah, it's an idealized version. Um, 
but um I also know at the end of the day it's just one version of how that song is going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then do so you John from many other bands. Yeah. <laughs> on this podcast told uh-huh. me about um how you're doing music full time now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. Is cool. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to be the person who's like the, like the corny way of being like, oh, that's so brave. <laughs> but well, how are you managing that? Like, what is that like? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I have been uh, unemployed now or self-employed. <laughs> self-employed. <laughs> now for um, almost two weeks. So oh, really? Very, oh, very fresh. recent. Okay. Very fresh. I'm living off my savings account and um my I, yeah i guess what motivated that choice what was it you're like okay i'm gonna do this yeah um <laughs> well uh it's something that i knew had to happen at some point and uh i think a big push was that i was just getting like so tired i finally had gotten like my first like big girl job like at a, in an, in an office at a film permit office whatever and like was working like 9 to 6 40 hours you know healthcare like all that jazz and I was doing that and at first it was cool cuz I'd never had a job like that and then after a while I got really bored and then after that it got painfully boring and I just like felt really unfulfilled and like um was at the same time taking on so many fucking music projects and like mm-hmm. different things that it felt like I had like no free time to work on the thing that I wanted to work on all the time. Like I think in March I literally was like in three three really active bands like practicing like every single day and also like choreographing like two shows and like all of that stuff and working 40 hours a week and I just couldn't do it anymore. And then uh I'm actually uh, flying to New York this month to play a couple shows for yep. my first two East Coast shows. And, and you can't um, have a full-time job and do that. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, well, this is happening when it needs to happen. And I had a bunch of signs just, and I, yeah, like pointing towards the fact that I can't keep holding on to this job is just keeping me from doing what I want to do. So then, yeah. Then I stopped working there, and now I get to do stuff that I want to do every day, and I will figure out the rest later. Mm. Now you're you're speaking my language because like I also have the nine to six job. Yeah, but the thing is, I do like my job, and I okay, find it cool. fulfilling because I like work in comics, and I really oh like God. doing that. Oh yeah, but it's still like just. I'm trying to do that, and also like my all of my mm-hmm. miscellaneous personal yeah. projects and. It's getting to me. It's hard. It's getting to me. Yeah. I'm kind of tired all the time. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out how to manage that. Yeah, no, definitely. It's hard because, I mean, it's cool to have stability. And, like, I think that's why I kept my job for as long as I did. How long did you have the job? Uh, Like a year. Like, almost exactly I'm almost at my year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, um, and before then, I was, like, bartending at strip clubs and, like, making desserts in Italian restaurants and stuff. So, like, this was, like, the most stable job that I had. And I was like, this is cool to be stable. Mm -hmm. And then uh, 
then came the urge to like get rid of that because I can't have that for too long or I go crazy, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. No, yeah. I. It seems like it's something that you, is right for you. Yeah. I Especially think right now, yeah. leaving to go do this thing that yeah, you care about exactly. a lot. Yeah, exactly. Like it all just came together at the right moments. And I think like uh, sometimes it's good to have like a lot of chaos and sometimes it's good to have a lot of stability. And when you have the stability at some point you're going to miss the chaos. And I know at some point, like in this unemployment era, I'm going to miss stability. But yeah, this is what I have to do right now. Yeah. In yeah. waves. <laughs> yeah. What do your parents think of that decision? They don't know. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> they think I'm still working there, which is mm. chill. Do, do they like your music? Do they understand it? Um, They don't really listen to it. Mm. Uh, my dad actually finally listened to uh, my latest EP, Tunnel of Love, uh, I think like a couple weeks ago. And he was like, oh, it's actually pretty good. And I was like, cool. Um, and he listened to it because uh, my friend who was like DJing in London, like played one of my songs and I have some family in London. So I was like, dad, like tell the fam to tune in. <laughs> and then uh, he was like, okay, cool. And then that inspired him to like, check out my music at, or something and then he mm. was like oh it's good and I was like okay cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I'm assuming they just aren't usually like listening to this kind of music yeah 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 I think they don't really super understand like what I'm doing or like my level of dedication but it's it's all good in the hood yeah I feel like if you do any sort of not nine to five yeah or and or and it's like a sort of like a creative mm-hmm. act job yeah Your parents don't always understand what you're doing yeah even if like it seems like they're supportive to a level <laughs> they know that i do it yeah 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 well, yeah i think it's also part of like the immigrant experience because my my mm-hmm. my mom is also an immigrant yeah and so i think me having a job is just like okay great (laughs) yeah oh no definitely great yeah no I was just having this conversation with a couple homies recently where uh if you you know especially if you have like immigrant parents like they worked so hard to like gain stability like from the get-go that like that's exactly what they want for their child you Mm -hmm. know so like the concept of like not just you know uh your child just striving for stability but something more which is like doing something that's actually really fulfilling and like going after their you know dreams or whatever um is kind of like a weird concept yeah for them to you know just accept yeah well yeah. it's because they don't think they don't see that as necessarily like the answer to mm-hmm. what they worked for this whole yeah, time exactly. even though like what you said in actuality it's like They've worked for the stability to give you essentially an option. Exactly. And I feel like I have so much privilege that that they gave, that they worked hard for me to have, Mm -hmm. to have like the privilege of like being able to um, not just strive for stability, but to like. The choice to throw it all in the trash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, just to have like the opportunity to like do want to do like something besides just like have a stable job like Mm -hmm. I feel like I would be a fool like being in the position that I'm in to like not do it you know because like I know that at least part of uh, each of my parents wish that they could be doing that 
And that's the thing. I have I I have the position where I can do that. And so I feel like I should do it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, because my mom in the Philippines, she studied she studied Whoa, film. Wait, your mom's Filipino? Mm-hmm. Dude, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this, but oh. <laughs> But it's, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she studied film in college mm-hmm. and then she came here. Oh. Couldn't do that. <laughs> wow. That's cool. So now she does HR. Okay. And yeah. And she likes that a lot. Yeah. Now. But like she didn't get to do like the dream. Yeah. I'm definitely. saying this in heavy quotes yeah, thing definitely. that she like as like a little girl that she was like obsessed with. Mm-hmm. So now she just like cares a lot about like film criticism and stuff now. But like oh, that's, that's cool. not what her. That's not what she's doing. Yeah. So yeah. we're just talking about movies a lot. But that's cool. <laughs> but yeah, I understand. Yeah, it, that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My mom, uh, I remember one time in like middle school or high school, she like wrote lyrics to like a song one day and then she like gave them to me after. She's like, mm-hmm. we're going to make this song and like it's going to be a hit. And I was like, a really. Uh, stupid teenager. You were too young to appreciate yeah, that gesture. Yeah, I didn't gesture. appreciate the gesture. I was like, yeah. I don't really like this. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm imagining it because, oh. like, if you're a teen and your mom does that, that'd be the <laughs> uncoolest thing. I was like, these kind of suck. Now, as an adult, I'm like, that is such a meaningful thing yeah, that she I know, did. I know. <laughs> and the song was literally about like how she didn't like go for her time in the limelight or something oh, oh no <laughs> you shut her down and i She's shut him down <laughs> dude i think about that so much and i'm like wow i was a shitty kid you know what you can, there's time you mm. can bring, bring that out. song back uh-huh. <laughs> bring it out mom do you have it saved <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> on that note, can can you all play another thing, please? Oh yeah, for sure. Cool. Let's play another thing. It's another thing. I don't know that song. Yes. <laughs> Man, that's rad. That's <laughs> so cool that your song, your mom gave you a song to play. Oh no. Oh. She was like, this could be like a really big hit. Like, what if it could have been? It was just this really weird missed opportunity. Or like you would have been performing it to this day and it she was like, song. She was like, we'll get Sia out. to like sing this song oh or like whatever. Yeah. You're like, Sia wouldn't like this. Mom, throw it away. <laughs> I was like, mom, this is not a good song. <laughs> she poured her like she was like sitting at her stable nine to five job that she took to like support a family. And I looked at it, and I was like, and then she she like was sitting at her nine to five job, and then she was like, "Let me speak from my heart for a moment and just write this." And then I she took she printed it at work, (laughs) took it home to me. Oh, oh my god, my heart hurts. You have to write this. I know. You should try to remember as much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) 
So I actually want to kind of go through the Tunnel of Love EP because that's oh. your most recent release. Um, so can we start with, I want to know about Murder Jr. Oh, cool. Um, what's that song about? I, yes. I see it because I'm just like, oh, there's a lot of religious imagery here. Yes. And the piano is very organ-like. Yes. So <laughs> something about church is happening yeah, here. definitely. <laughs> um, that song is... A hundred percent inspired by this French movie that I watched called, um, don't, in French it's called, I forgot what it's called in French, uh, but it translates to don't deliver us from evil. And it's about these two little girls who like, uh, live in like a Catholic, like boarding school or whatever. And then like, um, decide to like give their souls to Satan to, like, <laughs> um, gain, like, freedom or whatever. And they have to, like, do, all, like, these, like, satanic, like, um, rituals and stuff like that and, like, marry themselves to Satan. And then, uh, yeah. Cool. And then, so knowing your parents are Filipino. Yeah. Oh, one of them is. One of them is. Yeah. Were you raised Roman Catholic? I was. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so how, I'm assuming... You have you you once had once had a re- relationship with going to church every Sunday. Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. I once had that. Yeah, yeah. So is this is this song like any of that? Like just these weird thoughts about like what it's like to be raised in religion and oh then yeah, be like oh nope. yeah, definitely nope. <laughs> yeah. I uh, went to Catholic high school and uh, you were in part middle school, so I was like really in it. So like right when I was going through puberty and like you know. Uh, losing my uh, identity as a Catholic person um, and also going through like my rebellious phase. Yeah. Um, I'm going to turn off this effect. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had, yeah, I had a lot of like, I mean, everyone who was, you know, fully immersed into, you know, religion really heavy and then loses it later on, uh, has, you know, feelings of resentment um, towards just, I think, like, probably the harsher side of religion, mm-hmm. for sure. But I have an appreciation now that I'm older for, like, the, yeah. the nice side. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's typically what the cycle yeah. usually is, because you're mm-hmm. part of it, and then you resent it, because you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, that was sucked. Yeah. And then you come back around, it's like, oh, this is something, like, was important to me at one time and is yeah. often still, or at least in the case for me, is still important to my parents. Yeah. And so they're like, you can't hate this whole thing entirely yeah. because like it's fundamental to like who your parents are. Yeah, definitely. And as long as you don't hate them, you can't, yeah. it's hard to like 
totally dismiss the whole exactly. thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was interesting to hear that that song, yeah. that movie. How <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that influenced the song. Uh-huh. Cool. And so the, I and I really liked how the keys sounded like church organs. I think that was oh, a really great choice. Or I don't cool. yeah, it's just Yeah, it was like a harpsichord setting and then there was like a the an organ setting as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. Added yeah. to the whole mood. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I wanted that one to sound like how I felt about the movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Flown into the Air. What's that about? That one is about, um, I mean, you can interpret it a lot of different ways, of course, but uh, in my mind when I was making it, uh, it was about being followed to, being followed when you're walking alone at night Mm -hmm. as a female. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I wasn't completely sure because I think the imagery that's part of that song is more... Yeah, I tried to make it a little bit more abstract, mm-hmm. you know, um, not so, I mean, it's like really literal, but also I tried to make it ab- abstract at the same time. Yeah. And then, know. yeah, I got this whole idea of like, at least at the very base was like, I was like, oh, this song is like about fear. Yeah, definitely. And, and there was this cool part because um, it's, it's sort of slow and then mm-hmm. there's like this fast part and then yeah. it's slow again. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, um, it's. The, the fast part for me is like just like, you know, feeling your heart like beating in your chest and um, and then like the slow part is kind of like your brain's inner monologue with itself, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, yeah. Like the time slows down sort of thing. Like- yeah. It's like the, the, the brain action and then like the physical like heart action, like maybe your footsteps and your heart both moving fast. Yeah. 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 And I guess kind of representative of both, like now, now I'm realizing all of your songs, there's sort of like the this like underlying, because the thing you just played was like spooky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that the song we're talking about right now is like about sort of like being afraid and like just sort of like the fear that comes around with like being a woman in in the world being followed yeah followed yeah what are all your songs kind of like based on like these very like emotional things like just it seems like they're very based in like you have a core emotion you're trying Mm. to portray yeah I think for me uh there's always like a scene Mm. Like, each movie I want it to be, like, a scene. And usually, each movie, each song I want it to be a scene. Jeez. Or a movie. I mean, that's an, that's an interesting <laughs> Freudian slip, because, yeah. like, telling a story or yeah, whatever. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I want each song to be, like, a place, mm-hmm. you know, um, that people can kind of be in. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. No, yeah. that definitely makes sense. Yeah. And also, I think, speaks to... We were talking about earlier with like how you, when you're young, you wanted to be a composer because like kind of that's kind of what that's all about. Yeah. It's just like creating mood. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting, cool. And then you have true story, which I think kind of yeah. speaks for itself. Yeah, <laughs> um. that, yeah, definitely. That's uh, the most literal yeah. song that I've written. I want to. I did want to ask why. That's the that's the most like stripped down yeah, song. Yeah, definitely no abstract imagery or anything. Just and, and even flat like out. the piano is just sort of is sort of just plain. Yeah, 
you're just kind of playing the piano Mm -hmm. is that just you just were trying to be like here's this um for that uh i wanted the lyrics to be like embarrassingly honest Mm -hmm. um and i also wanted the piano to be really really um beautiful which is something that I don't usually want for when I'm making a song. So I never want the piano to be beautiful. I want it to be like really ugly or like really aromantic. Chaotic. Yeah, exactly. And then for this one, I wanted to contrast like the ugliness of like the linear story that's going on in the lyrics with like really just gorgeous, romantic, like lush, like pretty piano you know yeah yeah and that's like indirect juxtaposition yeah in opposition to like this awful thing yeah yeah and then you have like you have this very extended piano instrumental like right in the middle of the song yeah. so like the song like becomes bloated in just, like seven <laughs> minutes yeah was there a reason like you just wanted to because none of your other songs i think are like yeah that like long. that yeah yeah um i just wanted to uh I think when I was writing the song, I just, I kept playing it over and over and over and over. And like, I would just add things when I would feel, because I, that song, like I specifically really enjoy like the physical act of playing it, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like I love having like my fingers just like moving like the entire time, like not like just sitting on chords and holding them. Like it's my fingers moving the whole time and I just wanted my fingers to be moving for the entirety of that song yeah I yeah I wanted it to just be really beautiful like there's like a small like waltz area I just want it to be yeah like really romantic is now, now you're saying like wanting to be constantly moving when you're playing mm-hmm. is that something that sort of is incorporated to everything you oh do? yeah I wouldn't um I try to write my songs Usually uh, so that I could play them a hundred times or more and not get bored of playing them. Because mm. I've had songs that have come and, go- come and gone from like my set list that have just gotten too boring for me to play. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> is It really is just like what... So how, how often do you like lose songs with that? Is it like... Because it seems like... Because you just played Cake, which is an older song. Mm-hmm. Is that one stayed just because like it becomes so crazy at the end. So you're like allowed to like, oh, I can just make this a different thing every yeah. single time. Well, um, the the solo part in it is an improv every single time. Yeah. So, you know, it's, you can do whatever you want during that time. So it's a pretty good song to keep around. <laughs> and it's a good, I usually use it as a closer song, but it was cool the opener to today. open it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. And then uh, we have stars with, without, with makeup. Starts without without makeup. makeup. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> um, that one was also like more. I felt well abstract and non-abstract because it felt like it was about performance and how mm-hmm. we present ourselves. Because it's kind of just like a list of yeah. things that are worn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you tell me more about it? Um. Also, it's interesting right after True Story. Yeah. I feel because it's a very like head bobby. Yeah. Song. Yeah. And it's like very like powerful and mm-hmm. confident so. yeah um I don't really know very much to say about that one I think like that one just kind of speaks I mean they all speak for themselves but that one is more abstract and um I kind of wonder what other people think of it because mm-hmm. no one's really told me 
Well, me telling you is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I just like it kind of felt to me like sort of a conversation about how what we wear reflects mm. about who we think we are and mm-hmm. like what other people think we are because mm-hmm. of how we're trying to present ourselves. And yeah. Sort of that. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, I thought I really liked that song too. Oh, I liked cool. all the songs actually. Oh, I like your music. Well, well, <laughs> That's why well, we're here. Well, thank <laughs> you very much. Yeah, but that one for you is even more just. There's less. Yeah. Of, from from like specifically what you're trying to say, it's more of an experience. Um, yeah, I, I think that one has meant different things to me at different times, for sure. But I don't know how to talk about it out loud. I think. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then art when because i know you're on a couple of all of these a couple of these no i'm just on a couple of songs a couple yeah. of them which ones is is it was a float into the air and and what was the other one and stories without makeup yeah. yeah yeah what what were you adding to these songs uh like specifically it was based on uh float into the air right mm-hmm yeah, just mm-hmm. some textured bass, like fuzzed out bass, just to like be underneath as the root note during the the slow part. Yeah, it's like you know during that foreboding part. Yeah. And how done is was the song before it got to you? Oh, she has all the songs done. Oh, they're completely done. By the time I get them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a solo project. Yeah. You just <laughs> no, I get, I get it, but some there's a lot of var- there's I've learned there's a lot of variance to like yeah, what a solo project means. Yeah. She'll ask us to do stuff, and sometimes like I see room for it, and sometimes I just think what she did was like uh, like I can't do better than that. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> yeah. No. Again, t- like I I'm, I feel bad for like keep on harping on this, but like when you say that you wanted to be a composer when you were a little kid, I think that really <laughs> speaks to how you make songs now yeah it seems like you have an idea of what you want to do and then yeah. you kind of just like do it and you say here's what here it is everyone here's your part here's your part <laughs> here we go and then yeah. you're just like adding people who are like yeah. good at what they do and you're like yeah. i want you to help me well i mean like i i try to have stuff for you know the people that i involve like to just you know grab onto so they aren't faced with like the pressure of having to come up with something because they're like what do you want like blah 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 you know like how would you like it to be and sometimes I do have stuff for them so they can just do that and then other times like you know uh the people I work with like I generally like you know really trust their you have to (laughs) yeah I really trust their um their musicality and like their sense of things and so sometimes I'll just be like this is here's an idea, run away with it, you know? Like, it's going to be dope because you're making it, you know? How often will things change, like, once you're already at the point where, like, like say, you have you brought a piece to art and you're like, okay, now I'm actually hearing it. How often will it change? Or does it change? Oh, Has it ever um, happened? One time, Art and I were practicing for a show that we were going to play together and then uh we ended up writing like a whole little extra section in a song that i wrote when i was 18 years old and mm. that was like a year ago mm-hmm. so like after however many years of that song already existed like we were like playing it together and then it grew <laughs> so it was cool yeah so sometimes things do change uh when we're just playing together and then it works out really well like um there's like certain dynamics that 
and my song Cake that uh, I didn't really discover until I started playing them with my one of my drummers, Eddie. That was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I also mm-hmm. think that's just part of becoming a better player. Like, yeah. Just like, I'm growing as an artist, so like... Yeah. It's time for this song to change. Oh, well, yeah. And like if you you try to surround yourself with like uh other artists that you think are going to like uh give you new things to learn or think about, you know? Have you had like one of those moments where you like a watershed moment you're like, "Oh, this is going to change." Like you've learned about something like, "Oh, this is going to change how I write." songs now or if it maybe not even that big but like (laughs) it doesn't have to be huge but like you're like oh I can like incorporate this cool thing into like how I'm like oh yeah all the time what's an example what recently has there been something recently where that's like oh yeah let's Um, try this float into the air I like the way the way you did that at the in Pomona oh I forgot about that that would have been a good one yeah um float into the air is uh, I just I wasn't playing it live for a really long time because I didn't know how to do it live, and then uh, I was playing with my drummer Kay one day, and we were practicing for a show we were gonna do in Pomona or something, mm-hmm. and then uh, I just like I felt comfortable with her, and then so like I tried like doing it with like me not playing any piano, and then like screaming and (laughs) it was amazing it was just k on drums like holding it down like she'll do like the like the fast piano part like on cymbals and then she'll do like the the slow piano part like on like bait like the on like the bass drum and like the the rack toms or whatever and make it really heavy and like she carries the dynamics like in her drums so i don't have to play piano at all and i can just uh hang out and in front and like sing slash scream it no yeah yeah that's pretty radical yeah. i recommend, I recommend you see that version yeah. so it's cool to like have songs and like have like some sort of idealized version of them and then like see what happens to them when they become live yeah <laughs> yeah what, was that also was that you just kind of wanted to have an opportunity to be able to like move around yes. during a song because I'm sitting down for the whole thing and yeah. it gets so frustrating because uh, you're locked to a keyboard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're a dancer at heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's It'll super be cool, cool to dance. Yeah. And also, that's a wild decision. Remove the, <laughs> the core instrument. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> it's, wow. Yeah, it's cool. It's good to always try new things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Yeah, can you can you play something else for us, please? Yeah. Um I'm gonna play true story now. You were sleeping 
<laughs> okay. Here's one for all of you. What is your favorite Smiling Beth song? Ooh. Whoever wants to start. I like the one about the um, <laughs> the one where it's like splish splash. I was taking a bath. No, the one though. What's the name of that one? That's uh, uh Murder Junior. Murder Junior. Yeah, yes. that's one of my favorites. Is that my favorite too? The harpsichord one? Yeah. Yes. It's so it might cool. be my favorite too. It's such a cool song. Yeah. Why? 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 Just because you like it because it's just fun. It yeah. sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's sick. I don't know. That one's just so trippy and cool. I don't know. And all like the weird covers are so intense when you do them. <laughs> and the one that your dad showed you. Yeah. I'm a big fan. So I think all of them, <laughs> they're all so wonderful. <laughs> I like the bounce and the tone of the harpsichord just going ding 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 ding. ding. Yeah. yeah, and then just little, the odd lyrics, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and your hands are moving so fast when you play that. <laughs> it's so cool. Oh, that would have been a good one to play. Oh, well, another time. <laughs> <laughs> but why is that your, 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 is that your, is that your official favorite or? Um, that's not my official favorite, but, uh, I, I have the most fun playing that one right now. Mm. Yes. And ha- yeah, I have a lot of fun playing that one. Yeah. That's yeah. a fair answer. Many people say it's just the most recent one they've written. Which... Oh, it's one of the most recent. <laughs> it's super fresh and it's fun to play. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And then, so what's the best Smiling Beth show or show in general that you've played? Whoa. And what's what's the weirdest thing that's happened at a show you've Whoa. played? Whoa. If anyone wow. doesn't have to be a good story, but like whatever comes to mind. It's um, the best smiling Beth show. Couple off the top of my head is the best solo show I ever played was definitely that one that Freckle Face threw on that rooftop. <laughs> that was sick as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like a really like unexpectedly large crowd of like young people yeah <laughs> <laughs> really a show on rooftop. <laughs> yes yeah it was cool yeah that was a pretty good one also rooftop shows are like fun yeah, yeah. it's I've Which we don't get a lot of them do here. that yeah i know yeah, only in la yeah it was such a sick rooftop um and i missed it <laughs> yeah i should have just like right after they were done playing yeah. oh <laughs> but you still showed up yeah. yeah um i think one of my favorite shows that i played too was uh one for taylor's and tombe Leve. she's the drummer and uh when they, they threw a really dope homecoming show when they came back from tour and they asked us to play that one, and me and my drummer Kay, and oh, Art was uh, playing that mm-hmm. one too. And that was—I remember that one being really fun. And that was the first time we incorporated blood into the act, and that was like cool. Okay. Yeah, and Did it washed out blood? of all of our clothes. Yeah, you—you you gotta do it at some point <laughs> in your life, you know. Blood is in you—you you shredded so hard that <laughs> fake goopy blood. Okay, great. <laughs> I had to make sure because, like, I have a friend who, like, the the bass shredded his fingers up. That oh, happens sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. just wanted to clarify. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> cool. And then anything, like, weird things that have happened at shows? You went on a tour. Usually yes. things happen on a tour. Oh, yeah. Um, 
I think everything was pretty chill on tour. Uh, why can't I think of any weird things? I don't think anything was like, hmm. Well, we definitely had weird things, but I can't think about them right now. <laughs> <laughs> like one time we played the show and then we didn't in Portland and we didn't have a place to stay like technically. And then like one of the ladies in another band was like, oh, come stay at you can stay at our house. We have a guest room and we're like sick a bed. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we Kaza. My I was touring with my drummer Kay and she's a vegan and she was hungry after the show and then so we had to go get food first so we didn't meet her like so like the lady just kind of left her house open and like let and like let us just sleep there but we didn't see her the whole time it was weird and then the house was like I mean the room was filled with like wigs everywhere you met a ghost <laughs> <laughs> you stayed in a haunted house. A haunted wig house. (laughs) (laughs) It was really nice, like like really wonderful hospitality. Like she had like toothpaste there for us and like all this shit. But you never saw her. We never saw her (laughs) because when we woke up in the morning, she was also gone. Yeah, but it was cool. Yeah, sounds like it worked out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Cool. I've uh, another weird thing was like I used to play every show that I got asked to play, like, even if it was, like, two hours before. And I was getting asked to play shows at Five Star Bar a lot. And then I would, like, it was before I drove, too, so I would be, like, getting off work at, like, the burger joint, like, at, like, 10 p.m. or something. And then, like, calling a lift down to, like, downtown L.A. or whatever. And then, like, getting there and, like, playing, um in front of, like, a room of, like, maybe, like, eight men and, like, me being the only woman, like, there in general. And that would be pretty weird. But I also used those as opportunities to just try out new stuff. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes I would, like, just, like, sit there on stage and, like, play Beethoven or something. And, like, it was cool. Because I'm, like, I'm in, like, a shitty dive bar in downtown L.A. And I'm playing Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> You deserve better than to say yes to every show. Yeah, I know. I I discovered that way really way later. Yeah, yeah. So stressful. I know, right? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Have you you feel good? I'm feeling great. How are you guys feeling? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Where can people find your music online? Um, you can find it on uh, I don't know. You can find it on Spotify, you can find it on iTunes, you can find it on Bandcamp, either through uh, Moonchair Records Bandcamp, which is uh, where I released my latest EP, Tunnel of Love, and my first EP I released on smilingbeth.bandcamp.com. And Good to clarify that, Yeah, I had trouble finding yeah. your newest EP, yeah. so I was like, where is it? I know, it's so confusing how it's like, it can't just be like under Smiling Beth, I don't know, whatever, whatever, but um, yeah, it's, everything's on Spotify, so okay. there's that. Good to know. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. Will you play us out? Yeah. One more thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Thank you for doing it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yay! That was great. That was awesome. That was real fun. Yeah. 
Thank you for listening to The Living Room. This week, our guest was Smiling Beth, and you can find them on Spotify. Just search Smiling Beth. The Living Room was created by Lucas Cathy and Karina Taylor, recorded by Masters and Jeremy Scott at the Palisades, and produced by Hannah Mraz. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or whatever podcast app you prefer. If you have questions or would like to chat with us, email thelivingroompodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. Special thanks goes to Chris Hanaguchi for helping on social media, the Reddits of the Palisades for dealing with our noise, and of course, thank you for listening. Thank you.